1: Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name's Luke. I'm Salt. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Good.
2: We're all on the upwards of in,
1: infliction there. Yep.
2: Up about inflictions. Infliction. A, a trio of up and. Yeah, I said infliction. Infliction. Yeah, I said infliction too. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, uh, you, you was, you both words sound the same when you say them. Who are you talking to? You. Ah, okay. I, I don't see that. But what are we talking about?
1: Well, today we're going to be talking about Paul Pelosi, but before we get into that, we've got to talk about the steps.
2: Five, six, seven, eight. My boot scooting babies driving me crazy. My obsession, Farmer Weston. My dance floor date. My rodeo, Romeo. Cow I got from head to toe. Want to make your mind better? Get in line. Five, six, seven, eight. No,
1: Rob, not those steps. <laughs> Is that the band Steps?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's the. the they're a British band. Who did a... Yeah. A cowboy song on the beach with four wheelers, <laughs> which, Stolen valor. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not cowboys, you you're British, you don't go to the beach. Robbo, the fact that
1: you and I, to be honest, know that song off by heart, is that because the like they
2: did it at school in New Zealand? No, I think I just always quite liked the song. <laughs> like, it's catchy, and it's always kind of been, for me, it's one of those things that I... I use as like a, t- a cultural touchstone. Like if I, if I mention that song or sing a little bit of that song, it normally gets a laugh in polite company. So I've always just kind of kept it in my brain. Mm. Did you do it at school?
1: Oh, I think it might've been one of those things up there with like a achy breaky heart. Oh, Although okay. Obviously Aiky breaky heart was a few years earlier.
2: Yeah. But yeah, no Aiky breaky heart was one we did in, in music class when I was in primary school for sure. But I think by the time steps came along, I was, like, too old to do it at a music class. Nin- okay. 1998. I was yeah. 15.
1: So you you just you just loved it as a teenage punk.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I was probably, like, I reckon I was probably trying to pretend I was into the exploited at the time as well, and probably a little bit of a sucker for Steps.
1: Yeah. Your heart belonged to Steps. <laughs> it's, it's funny that we should open this podcast talking about the hit song 5678 by the band Steps, mm. because we... Did a podcast the last year about mm. some, some other steps about Dan Andrews's steps, mm. which got a few listens this week.
2: Right. And yeah, you, you pumped it out, didn't
1: you? I, I pumped it out because the steps story came back up. You shared on Mastodon. I, I went back and listened to it. <laughs> steps and dot Andrews. <laughs> I think that uh, if I'd realized that so many people were going to listen to it like a year and a bit later, maybe I would have pushed for us to cut the 10 minutes of the best place to get pizza in the Western suburbs discussion from the beginning of the episode.
2: Um, you, you know, I went back and listened to it as well. And I thought that was great because we had a bit about someone with a giant pizza box in the wind. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this was, that was my initial reaction. And then you know what I thought? I thought
1: nobody ever died from getting an amazing pizza recommendation. Oh. And you're welcome.
2: What did the, we recommend as the best? Somewhere in the sunshine, I think. Yeah, that's yeah talking up to Rolando. Rolando, yeah. Also, like, we're not a serious. You know, we're not a serious podcast. Mm. We're people aren't-, aren't coming to us for hard-hitting news. The last episode, Cam, need I remind you what you spent about fifteen minutes talking about that I didn't want to think about. So yeah, let's let's not mm. be too harsh on pizza chat.
1: Uh, the, the other thing I would have changed though, if I'd known so many Dan stands were going to listen, is that when I gave my simplified description of why Dan Andrews was a somewhat divisive figure, I, w- I would have gone into more detail about how, you know, all of the deaths in aged care were actually the federal government's responsibility. Uh, I was trying to keep things moving for our American audience. Cause, uh, what I, what I found when you talk about the pandemic to Americans is if you say to them things like, oh yeah, before, you know, in the before times, before we opened up, uh, there were 800 deaths. They're like, yeah, yeah, I get 800,000 deaths. Yeah, we had something similar. And you had hmm. the say, no, no, I mean 800 with a point zero zero on the end. So did you get people in your Menchies? I got a, I got a few little comments in the Menchies. Oh, yeah. But the reason that we put that out again is because the there is a state election happening. The Labor government in Victoria is up for re-election. They're probably going to romp it in given that the opposition leader, Matthew Guy, is like a weird little creep mm. with ties to the mafia. And mm. I don't know, to me that just doesn't scream electability, but they've decided to give it a go. He lost the last election because they made up this racist conspiracy theory about uh, African gangs. Like you can't go out to eat. People are too scared to go out and eat dinner because there's all of these African gangs roaming the streets, yeah. uh, which was good. I got the buy-in from the conservative media. But I think it, where it fell down was that you could go out and eat dinner because there were no African gangs. So it, the conspiracy theory sort of uh, lost a bit of momentum at that point where it met reality.
2: If you see African gangs roaming in the west of Melbourne, um, follow them because they might be going to a nice restaurant because there's yep. a lot of – it's really hard to, to know which the places to eat are and, you know amongst the Ethiopian diaspora. So, yeah, try and get a food tip from them. Yeah. <clears throat> So
1: that is another way of approaching the issue of African gangs. If you see African people in the street, just stalk them. Yeah. See, see, see where they eat. All right. So, the reason the steps have come up, though, is because we're about to have an election in a few weeks and they're desperate for something to get on Dan because really there's not that much. Uh, a story came up about a, a car accident that his wife was involved in, like, eight years ago, right. mm. which is already was already a story at the time it happened it got brought up again a couple years ago i think at the last election (laughs) and then they've brought it up again and basically uh, dan andrews's wife was driving the car he was in the car with her some kid on a bike crashed into the side of their car like crashed into them yeah uh the sort of the where the conspiracy lies is uh the police never breath tested the wife because which was probably an oversight but i think they were thinking you know She hasn't crashed into him. He's crashed into into her. That's the kid on the bike, mate. So it probably wasn't necessary. But, yeah, the the kid has just, like, popped up just prior to the election being like, oh, they never did a proper investigation, blah, blah, blah. It's like they did. Then you get these cookers, like that Rookshan Fernando guy, like, using their wedding photographer photo software to, like, forensically analyze the (laughs) photos for the crime scene. It's like, fuck off. Anyway. That's one story that came up about Dan. And then the other one that's weirdly come up again, uh, is the story about Dan falling down the stairs, which we covered back in uh, June, 2021. Uh, essentially what happened was that a bunch of cook, Dan Andrews had a fall, uh, severely injured his back. A bunch of cookers on Telegram were like, Oh yeah, I bet, I bet he was actually bashed. You know, wouldn't that be good if he was actually bashed? And then like an hour later, they're like, Yeah, I heard he was bashed. It's going around everywhere. And uh, then it, blossomed into this beautiful thing where like the liberal party were putting out press releases asking questions like can you tell us what hospital you went to can we get a statement from the from the ambulance people and eventually the ambulance victoria put out a statement being like yeah we took him we picked him up after he fell over and we took him to the hospital it's like what do you we don't get it what do you what do you want us to say anyway all dealt with they looked insane when they brought this stuff up last year and now they're bringing it up again because there's about to be an election. And there was a front-page story on the Herald Sun, which is the biggest newspaper here in Victoria, with a picture of the steps. I'm like, these are the steps. And it went into a bunch of the conspiracy theories about it.
2: Uh, and it was just weird. There was no, there's no reason. For, like, <laughs> I, I think the reason was that the steps were probably smaller than we all assumed.
1: Yeah. Well, so the thing is, like, they put out, Dan Andrews put out a statement saying what happened, which is entirely consistent with those the steps that are there. I mm. think we we just all painted, made a little movie in our heads of him you know, falling down a bunch of stairs. <laughs> giant mm. of stairs, yeah. Well, I don't know if I th- I think that for like these conservatives who hate him, they were probably coming up with like him comically falling down like a gigantic staircase. Making all like cartoon noises. Mm. Yeah. For me, it was like, because they're like it was a holiday home. So I was like thinking of, you know, you'd go to Phillip Island like in the summer and there's all these houses that are like up on stilts. Mm. And so he's fallen down like a a, a couple of stairs. I didn't think he'd like, yeah, gone down like a slinky. Mm. But I I thought there were like, you know, at least 10 stairs or something. And I I didn't quite know what what was going on. But, yeah, it was like two stairs, Uh, which from personal experience, I can injure myself. On no stairs, so I can understand how you can slip, yeah. you can slip slip on one stair and do quite a bit of damage because all he has to do is come down hard on it. Yeah, just bizarre um, stuff.
2: I did find on the main topic we're talking about today a comment of someone replying talking about Dan Andrews there saying that uh, still going it's the you know Lindsay Fox's granddaughter that he he allegedly felt up and his sons Lindsay Fox's sons beat him up with a baseball bat. So it's still, like, going after all this time and people are just, just dropping it occasionally in into, you know, into conversation, like, oh, how about that?
1: Well, I, I got a few comments from Cookers, including one that I'll note had me blocked on Twitter and then unblocked me to make this comment <laughs> uh, where they're like, because I, I made a tweet about, you know, how I'd noticed the way this conspiracy started and like, so you're saying that the thousands of people that heard that he was bashed, you know, they they just they heard something imaginary. They were just they just were just hearing voices. It's like no, you all heard one cooker on Telegram,
2: <laughs> and then it got put on some weird conspiracy site. This Sorry. this did make it onto Sky News in Australia, which is you know a TV channel, a TV network, and they were talking about it as like you know lots of lots of questions still to answer here, but there's not.
1: No, there's not. But yeah, he's been, I think he's been quite good, but now he's like attacking the media. But he asked them, like, what's the point of the story? And they can't answer it because there is no point of it. My favorite thing was Andrew Bolt the next day, who's like a a Tucker Carlson type for our American listeners. Uh, He had to do this article where he's like, obviously, he's got to go into bat for his own newspaper. So he's sort of like saying, you know, there are people out there who believe these conspiracy theories. And so this story is like looking into it because we've got to look in it just because we don't like it doesn't mean we can't look into it. So it's like, so but that's not what the story was. The story was just straight. These are the stairs. <laughs> uh, but then he, because he wanted to seem like he was above it all. He's like, yeah, obviously, you know, so these conspiracy theories are a bit out there. So he's walking, trying to walk both sides of the street. He's trying to like, appeal to the cookers but at the same time be above them because he doesn't think of himself as being cooker adjacent even though he massively is but then the the other reason he hates daniel andrews is because daniel andrews made a comment about george pell the pedophile priest Mm -hmm. uh when he was (laughs) originally convicted and he's really upset about that because he's a huge fan of george pell and so he's got this stuff in there defending george pell and like having a go at daniel andrews over that and it's like if you wanted to walk on the side of the street where the cookers like you, even if you're gonna be a bit above them, you can't at the end of your article be like, oh by the way, elite elite pedophiles, they're great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so in summary, the steps smaller than we thought, but still enough to do a bit of a, a bit of a damage on. Mm. Yeah. They just need to, you only need one step to slip on. If you can't find political dirt in this day and age, because every politician is probably pretty dirty, even if like, you know, you just say, oh, they said something about they didn't want to do this policy, policy and they did, and you just hammer that. Like That's probably that's way more effective well, so than the, the, just this cooker shit.
1: Dan stands don't at me, but there is like another story going around at the moment, which is the actual sort of semi, semi-dirty. semi It's a, a story about uh, IBAC, which is like an anti-corruption commission here in Victoria. Uh, they were doing, it's not even in an investigation, so this is a thing... This is probably why they want to go with the steps and not get into the nitty-gritty of the IVAC stuff. Uh, They were doing like a preliminary investigation into the handing out of contracts for training courses for healthcare workers to deal with abusive patients. Mm. And so, firstly, it didn't involve a huge amount of money uh, and the contract ended up going to a union. So, the unions in Victoria are connected to the Labor Party, which is what Dan Andrews is from, and so the suggestion is that Dan Andrews has like influenced this decision to hand this contract to the the healthcare union to provide the training the healthcare workers for dealing with abusive patients. Even though it's like, would there even been have it been anyone else tendering for this besides the obvious choice to provide this service? Mm. It's also it's not that much cash, so what does it even matter? And thirdly, what like why would he need to influence that? <laughs> like they could. I'm sure that they they were basically the only option. So Ibec was like looking at it and I don't think that even decided to like properly have hearings or anything on it. And somebody who they put questions about it to a bunch of different people, one of those people leaked to the media that there was a you know this was happening. And so then there were they, they tried to shut it down because you're you're not supposed to report on this stuff until it's actually ready to be public. Mm. And so then it was like what are they trying to hide? It's like, I don't think they're actually trying to hide anything. So, there's this sort of real bullshit story going on, and uh, I think they must have seen that didn't really have legs. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So, they're like, we've got to go over the steps. So, Dan stands, you can at me. See, I'm on your side. Cam,
2: uh, true Dan Stan out there. All right. Let's talk about the main topic for today, though. Yes. Which is Paul Pelosi. uh, Hide the hammer. The top note of my thing is, hide the hammer and a pair of cans. (laughs) So... Uh, what what's Paul Pelosi been up to with his hammer and cans? So Paul Pelosi
1: is Nancy Pelosi's husband. She's the, the speaker of the house in the US.
2: Who um, like who like kind of middle of the road libs love, eh? Yeah. They're like all in for Pelosi. So the other day he
1: was having a snooze. It was like two in the morning. He wakes up. I think that's up. just called sleeping. <laughs>
0: sleeping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's having a having a little, having a little <laughs> middle of the night nap. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> middle of the night nap. Uh, he wakes up and there's a guy standing next to his bed with a hammer. And the guy's like, where's Nancy? And he's like, she's not here. <laughs> she's in Washington doing Washington, D.C. things. And the guy's like, that's all right. I'll wait. Uh, and so I think that at some point Paul Pelosi was like, this ain't good. <laughs> mm. uh, he told the guy, oh, I've got to use the bathroom. And so he's gone to the bathroom where he knows his phone is. He's got it charging in the bathroom. Suspicious thing number one. Why wouldn't you have it charging next to your bed? Ah, because maybe he's practicing good screen hygiene.
2: The bathroom, though, doesn't seem like the right place to charge your phone. Anyway, well, besides it just the point be a in the bathroom. Yeah, it's an ensuite.
1: Uh, fair enough. Listen to bloody QAnon Robertson over here.
2: So... <laughs> He I, just, in- I, I think just because our house is really old and it's got a cooked plug in the bathroom, and we can't plug our phones in there. So yeah. I'm just jealous. <laughs> you can't go for a shit if you're like
1: on one 1% battery because you can't make mm. a charger with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Right,
1: guys?
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: He gets his phone. He calls the police. He does a bit of crafty uh, code talk because uh, I think the guy realizes that he's like on the phone at this point. Right. So, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a guy here. I don't know him. He says his name's his name's David. He's a friend. And the person on the other end was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, and this is Nancy Pelosi's house. We'll send some people right around.
0: Yeah.
1: So, the, 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 the cops get there. They come in the door. And this guy and Paul Pelosi are standing both holding a hammer. And they say, hey, put the hammer down. And the guy's like, no. And then he tries to, then he smashes Paul Pelosi over the head with it, at which point they arrest him. Hmm. Pretty simple story. Turns out the guy's like a bit of a QAnon guy who uh, came came there with like cable ties and a bunch of other sort of kidnappy, murdery things. Uh, he's been living in a bus. He's got a couple of blogs that demonstrate some disordered thinking, I think you could say. Pretty open and shut case, unless, of course, you are Tucker Carlson and company. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Typically, this would be reserved for just the the corners of the internet, but nowadays it's just the normal conservatives. Yeah. The big thing they latched onto first was on the phone, he called him a friend, right? That mm. was like – and I didn't get time to look at this because I I dived down a massive rabbit hole on something else here. But uh, have there been rumours that Paul Pelosi's gay?
1: Well, so there
2: was a, a
1: website called the – So, there was a website called the Santa Monica Observer, and they reported a story that uh, we'll talk a bit more about in a sec. But, uh, yeah, they're like, everyone knows that Paul Pelosi is gay. Mm. Uh, And I I don't know if that was something that everybody knew. I think that was just something that might have been in their head. Uh, But, yeah, so, So, this this rumor, apparently, that Paul Pelosi is gay. And the other thing is that some of the initial reporting of the story was that, uh, like, this guy that attacked him was in his underwear. Hmm. And now, as it turned out, I think he was wearing shorts. And so I can sort of see how, like, maybe a cop telling someone, oh, yeah, the guy was in shorts. They were like, oh, like uh, underwear shorts. I can sort of, I can see how that would happen. Mm. Uh, the, the one news source that published that he was in his underwear, they retracted it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we misreported what he was wearing. But as far as uh, Fox News is concerned, nothing is ever misreported. <laughs> uh, everything... The very first thing that was reported about any incident is always completely accurate.
2: Mm. I did see people like, ah, oh, why do they retract that story? You know, they they report and they retract it, and we got them for it, you know, we saw them before they pulled it back.
1: There was also so some of the early reports were that the cops had got there, someone answered the door, uh, possibly Paul Pelosi, and that then Paul Pelosi's gone back inside and he's walked back towards the guy with the hammer, and that then he's gotten hit with the hammer. And so they're like, why would he walk back towards him if he was like being held hostage by him? Mm. Uh, which was in like initial reports that were based on like maybe something someone had heard from a cop or something, but were not based on what actually happened. So I I think Mm. we know, I think we have a fairly good idea of what happened because the cops have, uh, you know, he's been indicted, this guy, and the cops have put in what they say happened. And also I think he's like, Basically confessed everything, so that's in that's in their report, and they're not going to be putting stuff into their indictment that's not backed up by the body cams they're wearing. So I'd say that what they've put into that, I know if you listen to Robert, he'll be like, "Cops never lie." I think in this case they've probably have told the truth in their indictment.
2: Why did I just get clattered in that?
1: Because otherwise you'd fucking set me up with it. Yeah, usually Cam's the one that's a
0: cop lover.
2: Yeah.
1: So. so... So the the story is as far as yeah the cons- like the conservative media is that Paul Place is gay. This guy was a gay prostitute or an aggrieved gay lover. They've been having doing gay things at two a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, things have got awry. And he's called the police on his gay lover. And then the police have come and these his gay lover's hit him with a hammer. And then. The police have covered it all up and everyone's covering everything, everything up and the, the media's all in on it, of course, because they're re- deleting their stories because we've all got to cover it up. And mm. so we're all, we're all covering up this classic gay hammer fight because we, we know <laughs> what gays are like with hammers. Yeah. And it's all in the aid of covering up the gay hammer fight, but also, you know, there was about to be the midterm elections. And so what better narrative to put out there than there's like a, a right-wing QAnon guy going out there bashing people with hammers, you know. This is the perfect thing for us to use as we go into an election, which, to be fair, was a bit of a referendum on how cooked Americans wanted their Republicans to be, which it turned out they want them a little less cooked, it seems.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, the So I, there's a guy that went on Tucker Carlson. I didn't note his name down, but they were talking about this, and this is why I had hide the hammer and a pair of cans written down. So this guy... Um, I think he's got a podcast. He must be obviously reasonably famous to go on, on Tucker Carlson, but he kept on saying um, he he must have come up with this himself and thought it was just so funny. Um, so he's like, you know, Paul Pelosi and, and David DePape were playing hide the hammer. You know, who knows what they were doing though. they out there playing hide the hammer. And the way he was saying it, it was like it was already in a, a euphemism that we'd all think was funny, but that's not a euphemism. You've just made it up and it, it just kind of sounds weird. It doesn't sound... Like, you, if you're saying, implying people having gay sex, you're not saying hide the hammer. It just doesn't sound like a anything. Um, and then he kept on talking about Nancy Pelosi allegedly having a, a boob job. Um, so he kept on saying her 80K pair of cans. And, you know, how embarrassed must Paul Pelosi be if he's paid $80,000 for a pair of cans and all that Paul does is want to go, go play hide the hammer with his gay lover, which is just a ridiculous thing to put on TV. It is. I'll
1: say this, I've watched a little bit of Tucker Carlson and I don't think i would ever seen him have anything except that stupid constipated look on his face.
2: Yes. Where
1: he's just perpetually confused by the world. Yeah. But when this guy starts getting misogynist yeah. and homophobic, yeah. oh, his face lit up. It was so funny to him. I was like, oh, wow, you do have like another expression, just yeah. pure mirth at hating gay people. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, that's nice. He can feel joy and not just
2: perpetual confusion. Um, yeah, so this, this Tucker Carlson bit did get shared around pretty pretty widely. And that kind of bit, that was the summary of the narrative. That, you know, this was a, a gay tryst. And there's the one evidence they used was uh, the window being broken from the inside allegedly. And, you know, there's a photo of that. And then the other thing was, why don't they release the body cam footage from the cops all they need to do is release the footage all they need to do and if they do that it's fine
1: uh, two two things if I might your honor yeah
2: yep, yep. Uh, you one, might proceed
1: they have a photograph of the window broken from like it's like an, from a helicopter yeah <laughs> or from a drone or something there's glass there's glass on the ground outside. If you smashed a window wouldn't the glass go on the inside
2: It's like well firstly, you can't see the floor inside the house <laughs> and also when you when you smash a window with a hammer and it's a safety glass window. So it's quite thick. So it's obviously he's hammered it a few times. Mm. You don't just hit it once and everything comically just bursts inside. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just step on in, like, especially with one of these ones, like you can see he's had to hack at it, it multiple times to get in, to even, you know, get it. So there's going to be glass flying everywhere. It's not safe. It's not a movie safety glass <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Boing! right through. Uh, and uh, your second, my second my
1: second point, Your Honour, uh, they want to prosecute this guy. Uh, so they need to give him a fair trial. So they probably can't put the video footage of him committing the crime on national television.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, we've talked about this before when they say, oh, you should release this footage. Do they have to? Like, what? What's the well, reasoning for that? Why would I they think, do that?
1: that? Yeah, that is something we've discussed before, especially around like uh, massacres and things. Mm. If they release the footage are you going to put footage of an elderly man having his head caved in with a hammer on television? I don't think that you are, because you fucking lost your mind when when Janet Jackson got a knockout. So I, d- I doubt you're going to put this on the television.
2: No, uh, I think violence is something that Americans would definitely be okay with putting on television.
1: Oh, this is true. But probably you're not going to put half a snuff film, actually, on television.
2: Mm, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. And also, it's not going to help. Like, there's footage of literally... You know, there's footage of two planes from multiple angles literally flying into a building recorded by many other p- different people and that's still not enough compelling evidence for people. So, like, grainy body cam footage in the dark of two blurry figures having a fight, there's not going to be evidence of anything for anyone.
1: No. But, yeah, I f- I think that uh, the, the body cam footage probably does match up with what they put exactly into their indictment. So, yeah. Eventually, it will come out, and we probably won't see it, because they'll show it in court. And, uh, yeah, they'll probably say, well, no, we can't put that on television, because you see the hammer going
2: into his skull. So, the guy that attacked him, David Depape.
1: All right. Let's just finish off the Elon Musk bit, maybe, and then let's get into this guy. Elon Musk? Because I've got... Yeah. Okay, go. So, the, the other reason this went gangbusters is because about five seconds after Elon Musk took over Twitter... And made all these promises about how they were going. <laughs> he wasn't going to like just go crazy with it. He replied to Hillary Clinton with a link to the Santa Monica Observer, uh, the <laughs> website that had this whole conspiracy about it being a, a gay tryst gone wrong. And it was like she put, put up something like, "Yeah, you know, this is how cooked the Republican Party's become." And he's like, "Well, there, there, there's a non-zero chance that there's more to more to this than it seems." But I've a link to this insane website. Which, as some people noted, was a website that had previously reported that Hillary Clinton was dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I will say in fairness, their article about Hillary Clinton being dead, it's really ambiguous about uh, how sincere they were being. They do quote extensively from our old friend Russian Vids in it, though. Oh. But I, yep. I, did, I was having a little look at their website and there was a few um, things that sort of uh, scrubbed my eye. One was a story that they published uh, just yesterday from Prissy Cohen about to walk the dog. Dog dog owners warned that their pets may consume drugs on Los Angeles sidewalks. (laughs) And so this story is all about how drugs are legal in California. And so it's like a story about a a dog eating an edible (laughs) that's been dropped on the ground. And it's just like the classic like a small local fake news newspaper story that you would expect to run. And I think that's the sort of um, publication this is. Rather than like this full conspiracy thing, I think this is just like a website that is, you know, pay to play.
2: I think he's got, if there was an article, a follow-up article to the after the must tweet, like saying that, oh, you know, look, I was right. And then just citing a bunch of cook shit um and then like, and they you know they dear call us fake news it's like oh you're not really helping your cause um i want to know in that walk the dog article because i clicked on that as well cam yeah um they randomized the they, sorry they anonymized the names um so it says pet owners please beware so here's a post on twitter i walked rover at 5 p.m last night so they they gave the dog a fake name <laughs> <laughs> they just chose Rover. It's like, oh, I don't know who that dog could be. <laughs> could be any dog that I know. <laughs> um, also, it says uh, at the bottom, the hospital workers said uh, they're seeing more adult dogs and cats coming in with THC, methamphetamine and heroin in their systems. Truly unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yes.
1: Very unbelievable. And you know what's also sort of weird? Oh, firstly, I just checked out pet owners. Please be aware that phrase on Twitter. And, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely no one ever tweeted that. So it's complete bullshit. Uh, there's something about this website. So the, the story about Pelosi was written by Stan Green, uh, which is, I think, very widely considered to be just the editor of the site whose name is David something. He just mm. is a fake name. And I think there's a whole bunch of fake names on this website. But the author of this dog story, which is just the classic fake news, anti-crime, anti-drug, story is prissy cohen she's written one other thing for the site because i looked her up she's a real person and there's a post about uh health insurance it's open enrollment for health insurance but don't buy a medicare advantage plan so this is like some story Mm -hmm. pushing like a a specific uh, health insurance thing it's like a paid thing i don't know if she knows that this article is has been put up or if this is just something they've ripped off her website and put up Mm. But I have a real feeling that this dog story, she has no idea that her name is on this. Mm. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming with a little correction. I'm recording at 1.22 in the morning while I edit this episode. So, you just heard us discussing the Santa Monica Observer and their insane story. pulled ripped from Twitter about the person who was walking their dog and their dog ate an edible off the ground and they had to go to the vet. And when they got to the vet, the vet said, I've been seeing this all the time. Your dog is high. We've been seeing more and more dogs coming in, uh, high on THC, was it, methamphetamine and heroin. (laughs) So I did reach out to the bylined author of that article who I mentioned before, Prissy Cohen. And so I emailed her. I said, I'm just curious. Did you actually write this story? And she replied, and she's like, "I did. <laughs> uh, I did write it." it ha- and she said, "It happened to me. It cost a thousand dollars at the vets, which is not what the story says. Uh, the story says it was somebody on Twitter. So that's just a small correction." I will also say, in the spirit of journalistic inquiry, I have reached out to three Santa Monica vets to ask them, "Have they seen?" an uptick in pets coming in off their faces on goofballs. As of yet, I haven't received any replies. I don't expect to, but just letting you know, I'm out here putting wearing out machine shoe leather in the spirit of journalistic inquiry. And that is why I'm an award-winning journalist. Now, it one twenty-five in the morning. Let's go back to our regularly
2: scheduled programming. <laughs> so, Muskie tweeted it out.
1: Yeah, Musk, tweeted out. So this is like five seconds after he's been like, yeah, <laughs> people are like, oh, but Musk is obviously going to try and make this place like more friendly to advertisers because like all of these advertisers were like, oh, we're not sure about Twitter at the moment. And then the very first thing he does is tweet out this insane article, <laughs> which he then deleted. But yeah, it was not a great business move. Uh, I think there's uh, some comments from like advertisers that I've seen quoted where they're saying it's probably the most expensive tweet anyone's ever made. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, um, so, do we want to talk about the attacker? All
1: right, let's talk about David De Pape Because I'll just say this: these. Oh, oh, can I say one more thing about the stupid, the stupid conservatives?
2: Of course.
1: Uh, so, the, the the other thing that's going around about uh this story is that uh people found like his manifestos online, his blogs. He's got these a couple of blogs where he's just writing pretty crazy shit. Some of them go back years. <laughs> People like Dinesh D'Souza, who we've talked about before, one of the, he's one of the main election fraud guys. Uh, he found one of these blogs on archive.org, the Internet Wayback Machine, mm. and it hadn't been archived until October 28. and so to, that to him said that the website hadn't existed until October 28. and so it had been like set up and like filled up with all of this backdated content. It was all it was it had all been faked to paint this guy as being some sort of right-winger. And it's like, no, you just don't know how archive.org works.
2: Well, yeah, so what happened was he had that website in like 2007 and it was like a Christian blog, I think, or a God-focused blog. Didn't update it until August this year. Mm. Um, so the the archive.org or the web crawlers had have, have, realize that, and we're we're not going to keep crawling this website because it doesn't change, then it starts changing, but it takes a while, especially if you've got an old blog that you haven't, you know, optimized for SEO. So it takes a while for then the crawlers to go, oh, shit, hey, we should check out this site. There's something new here, which is about a month after it started, which is exactly how things should work.
1: Yeah. So he did have a couple of websites, and one of them had been started fairly recently, but I think it might have been pointing at an older blog but like the domain, mm. the domain name had just recently been registered. The point is, these people are like the, the whole conspiracy is like, oh, you know, the first news article was wrong, or they don't understand timestamps, and that all becomes this grand conspiracy.
2: Mm.
1: Which, if you're like a conspiracy theorist, and this is the shit you're bringing to the table, when it's this fucking guy who we're about to talk about. Mm. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> oh, the timestamps don't add up. Fuck off. Let's talk about MK Ultra.
2: Yeah, we, we get into MK Ultra pretty quickly here. So he, this guy, David DePape, yeah, was in a relationship with Gypsy Taub. I might be saying that wrong. It's not her real name anyway. Um, Taub is her last name. <laughs> uh, Alicia Taub. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Her father was a physicist and inventor. Her, mother's, her mother was a French teacher and fashion designer. Uh, she grew up with a brother and sister. She, they moved to Boston when she was 19. She went to MIT. Yeah, moved to Boston um, from where, sorry? Uh, Russia, sorry. Yep. I've, I skipped over the Russia part. Um, and then she then ditched uh, Boston to go to San Francisco as pre-med where she dropped out and then uh, became a – this is no longer wiki, this is me editorializing um, a nude a, nude activist and psychedelic activist uh, based out of Berkeley. Yeah. And if anyone that's been keen ear listening to this podcast knows that anyone that is uh, based out of Berkeley and super involved in LSD is probably involved in MK, MK Ultra in some way. <laughs> uh, maybe not for the last 50 years, but certainly it's in the mix.
1: So, yeah, she is just a real character, Lo- loves, getting new- loves getting nude. There's, like, heaps of um news articles about her getting nude at things, including, I'll say, at, like, uh, political meetings where they're, like, we're banning nudity. And she shows up, mm. and what's she wearing? Fucking nothing.
2: Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing but a smile. Um, she also had a-, a nude conspiracy TV show or web series, which I- you can no longer see because it needs Flash Player and you can't look it on the internet anymore. Um, but it was all about 9-11 truthing. Yeah. <laughs> she was naked reading 9-11 truth. So,
1: quite a bit for listeners of this podcast. Uh, the other thing is that she and her, this guy, because I don't think they were married, but uh, they had some kids together.
2: So, he, he was actually, the, he, he was oversaw. The best, he was the best man at her wedding. Yeah, to someone else. I can't remember that other guy's name.
1: Yeah. But he was also father to some of her children.
2: Mm, mm. Uh,
1: and they would take Ibogaine, is that what it's called?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is like a psychedelic, but yes, it's also... Mild psychedelic. It's a mild psychedelic that you can also take to, like, wean yourself off other drugs.
2: Yeah, it seems to be gaining traction around the world as a as something that's really good for, for weaning yourself if you're addicted to, to methyl or heroin. Um, I, I didn't do a whole bunch of research in it, but it, it seems to be somewhat reasonable and not awful, but also it is a mild psychedelic.
1: Yeah. And they also were microdosing uh, kids with
2: it. <laughs> uh, not only kids, Cam. <laughs> Um And I don't know if it was them, but she specifically, this is, um, she started the Jerry Garcia family clinic, uh, Jerry, Gar- being named. Oh, yeah, for cause, the, she,
1: Cause she's a massive deadhead as well.
2: Yeah. lead Leader of the grateful dead, Jerry Garcia. Um, the other three members of the clinic are uh, street kids, that she found – and this is from her website um, – that she found oh, – hang on, no, it's her three children. I don't know if they're – anyway, she went to Mexico on a bus and started befriending homeless kids and then microdosing them on okay. – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's all this like, – there's video footage of it on, on the website where she's got like an EKG machine and the kids are lying on a bed and they're like giving hugging each other and like giving thumbs up and stuff. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I help these kids from quitting drugs with my, my hallucinogenics. I, I don't think you should be doing that. No, <laughs> just Whatever thing you think is good here, maybe it is, but I don't think you should be doing it. And I guess it gets creepier when you unpack her more recent history, the fact that she's currently in jail for attempted child abduction, stalking, and child abuse. Mm. this is from Wikipedia again, uh, she'd become obsessed with a 14-year-old boy who was the friend of her son. She eventually stalked the boy for several months despite a restraining order sought by his mother. She sent him numerous emails professing her love and attraction for him and told him that they should be dating, that they should not have sexual intercourse before he reached the age of consent. Um, she also created blogs directly, directed at him and eventually tried to abduct him near a school.
1: Yeah, and like a pretty cliche abduction as well. Like you yeah. couldn't you couldn't look at what she was doing and be like oh yeah that was all above board you're like you'd have to say that's an abduction
2: mm, mm. and he was also accused of child abuse as well David DePak, yeah. not the fourteen year old
1: yeah so uh, I think both of she's in jail for trying to kidnap a, a teenage boy and I think the children have accused both of them
2: of sexual mm. abuse over the years and all through all this the. Cookers are focusing on, for the most part, and I, I did find one that really went into this. Quite it was quite good actually, because like it was a cooked YouTube stream, but also it's kind of talking about what we're talking about of like, hey, this is really similar to a lot of MK Ultra shit.
1: Also, well, Ibigain um, was something the CIA experimented with in the 50s, which is Yeah, right. I, I went looking to see if Ibigain had ever actually been part of MKUltra, which if we'll recall, was the CIA experimenting with
2: hallucinogens. Uh, Specifically, out of Berkeley.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the, they experimented with a lot of stuff. That, like there were a lot of moving parts to uh, the MK Ultra program, but I'm, mm. I have to, I have to think that a thing where they're mucking around with psychedelics, even if it was an LSD, probably at some point at least crossed the desk of the MK Ultra people. Mm, mm. But yeah, the, the CIA did research on ibogaine, and then they never released any of the research. So mm. there is a bunch of stuff out there about ibogaine being like a secret CIA thing. Well, it's it's not really, but the fact that the CIA experimented heavily with this drug that they were going around giving to teenagers, and they're like the timestamps yeah. do that up on archive.org. He,
2: the house that he allegedly lived in had a Black Lives Matter flag once.
1: Oh, yeah, so this is the thing. All of these right-wingers are like, oh, you're trying to paint this guy as being like a QAnon guy, just because, like, he specifically addresses that he believes in QAnon in his <laughs> blog posts. He's, like, really obviously sort of far right, but also he's quite disordered in his thinking, but he's clearly picked up on a bunch of QAnon things. And he was living – he'd been living in, like, a, a storage shelter, like a storage – Um, what do you call those things where you unit. go and – Storage unit, where you go a Go and bid on auctions for people's things when they that's go through not, hard
2: times, and that's not what happens there, Cam. That's <laughs> something that happens sometimes, but people just store stuff in them. Isn't
1: that The primary purpose
2: I think for, us the, to, for us to be entertained
1: by the you know the worst thing that's ever happened to someone and them losing all of their belongings.
2: Um, I was going to do a bit about uh, keeping a, a time travel device in one, but then I remembered I saw a documentary once about a guy who bought um, a unit, bought one of the storage units from an auction. And he opened up a barbecue and there was a foot in there, a human oh. foot. Mm. And then, ah, and so he started like made it a, a roadside attraction. Cause it's like South of America where that's something you do, I guess. And then the owner of the foot turned up and he's like, that's my foot. <laughs> I want it back. And they had this huge legal battle over who actually owned the foot. Right. And he's like, why was it at the barbecue? And he's like, Oh, I had to stash it somewhere quickly one day, <laughs> put it in a barbecue. <laughs> and then we put it in storage and I forgot about it. Yeah. It happens. I can't remember what that documentary was called, but fuck, it was good.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he'd been living in a storage unit, and then he'd been living in, like, the bus. And I think that he had maybe been living in the bus parked outside his baby mama's house, uh, which was probably a fine place for him to do a little stealth camping, given that she was in jail. So, it wasn't like she was going to arc up about it. Mm. But yeah, she's still a a nude hippie, so she's allowed Mm. to have a Black Lives Matter thing. But it doesn't change the fact that he's an insane Mm. right-winger. Now, did this incident necessarily need to be, you know, that uh, an election deciding issue? Probably not. But I don't think they ever really were making it one. It was just on the way to pointing out that so many cooked Republicans were like election deniers or had other insane ideas about this, the control they should have of women's bodies. It was sort of mentioned as, yeah, mm. this is the sort of thing that some of this can lead to, but they weren't going on about it. Mm. But yeah, I think for the Tucker Carlson's it had to be like, we need to sh- shut this down. Otherwise <laughs> they'll take the election from us.
2: It is kind of, yeah, it is kind of bizarre seeing how much was made of this issue. And like, there, there was stuff about Paul Pelosi as well that I don't know more stuff about him. Cause he got done on drunk driving recently uh, and there was rumors around there's a, a minor in the car. Uh, not with a hat and a little light, but like a, a young a young child, um, and I, I you know completely unsubstantiated. And I did see the the body cam or the dash cam footage from that. Um, but like you know, that's one rabbit hole of this that there was part of oh, the so whole narrative. You you saw the body. Was, there was no one in the car. I couldn't see the car. I could just see a double P. Um, no no guy with a little hat and a light. <laughs> it <bit> a <laughs> was a good light being cast on the. Cop, so maybe he got out and helped out.
1: Was <laughs> yeah. there a, like a canary in a cage? Anyway, he didn't see any canaries. Um, he, he did five days in jail.
2: Yeah, for, the, for that drink driving. Um, there is also the, the you know rumours about the, the plastic surgery for Nancy Pelosi were in the mix as well. Obviously, um, so you know there is a whole lot in there. But for real heads like us, the MK Ultra stuff is like pretty bloody juicy.
1: Yeah, and then I go on our conspiracy, and they're like the timestamps, though
2: timestamps. Like, no. Fucking just like do more than just the dumbest shit. Modern conspiracy people. Mm. Um, I watched this uh, New Zealand guy who did the the stream I told you about, where he does he does talk about the um, you know, the Black Lives Matter and the the blog being constructed, but he also then goes into MK Ultra stuff, and he goes into is it the family, the the cult, yeah. um, the CIA. Yeah, no, what's the, maybe it was a different one. Anyway, um, there's someone, the one that I hadn't really looked into, but he talked a lot about CIA involvement in that and how this kind of mirrors that really well. So, he, like, he did have some deep cuts, but he was also still entertaining the, you know, the timestamps and the blog kind of shit. Um, but before he started talking about it, he did about 10 minutes talking about the recipe for corned beef hash browns that he, uh, <laughs> he had made. <laughs> he really wanted to share that with his viewers.
1: A oh, really, yeah. really
2: cheap recipe for corned beef hash. And look, the I, photo they he, he brought up of the recipe, they look pretty delicious, and I'm seeing the words corned beef hash in my notes. I'm like, yeah, that'll be, be pretty good right now.
1: I, 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 I guess, but I guess the, the thing is, for me, when I'm listening to, like, a podcast about conspiracies, I just want them to get right into it. I don't want to hear about the best pizza or the best recipe for corned beef hash. So yeah. I, I don't agree with him on that on that count.
2: The thing is, this guy has... 2,000 oh, sorry, 10,000 listeners or 10,000 views on YouTube alone and 82,000 subscribers.
1: Well, maybe there's something
2: to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, really annoys me when I see
0: that. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, so that's Paul Pelosi. Yeah, it, may, it just makes me wonder, how, like, how much of this stuff is just uh, drip-fed to them? The, the, They should be going absolutely feral, <laughs> getting into the new, the new 9-11 gear. And they're like – Everything is just Fox News talking points.
2: I um so I went back on this lady's blog. This is the final thing that I've got uh, um, to see. Like, see if there was any video um, of her, her September eleven conspiracy nude show. Um, all the videos are like what long deleted off the internet. But uh, one of the links I clicked on was um you know just went back through the archive of her website and this this one is called. Uh, bearing in mind she does a lot of nude protests. Um, this is a protest against Scott Wiener, <laughs> November 2nd, <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> uh, which I just thought was really good. Uh, it's always good seeing Scott Wiener's name pop up. Um, and again, I guess another good documentary, the Wiener documentary is great for people that don't know who he is. All right. Um, well, that's Paul Pelosi. Last uh, thing, um, the, the foot documentary that I was raving about earlier is called Finders Keepers. Uh, Check it out. 98% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh,
1: If people want to find us, we are for now on Twitter at Hypothopod. We're on Patreon, uh, also Hypothopod, thanks to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thank Thank you. You You can find me at sexenheimer at mastodon.lol. You can find Luke at at Luke at social.nz.
2: No, mastodon.nz.
1: Mastodon.nz. And you can find Salty at thesalt at horse.thick.
2: Thick.horse. horse. Thick dot horse. I haven't joined yet. I've got to get an invite. You've got to get an invite to thick dot horse. Um you can see how clumsy Mastodon is. Probably not gonna take off.
1: Yeah. You can also uh, get me at uh twitch. Cat nope. end of show. <laughs> yeah. That you can find Soldier on Twitch. That's where you'll find him. I think once Twitter dies, I'm just not gonna go anywhere.
2: There's no socials anymore. Why you're so online, Cam. Yeah.
1: You'll be able to find me on this podcast and on the Amplitude the modulated amplitudes and frequencies of the the radio and that's all.
2: You'll be you'll join like five Discords. I bet you're in more than five Discords. Cam, how many Discords are you in?
1: Uh, hang on, let me check. <laughs> I am in fucking so many Discords, it's not funny. I'm in 16. Oh, so many
2: Discords. I mean like I'm in like fifteen Discords. Yeah, when I can when I get off of Twitter mine? I'm not gonna be on social media. The only discord king over here all
1: right i'll tell you what i'll cut down my discords as well i'll st- the only discord i'll stay in is the zodiac killer official discord
2: <laughs> yeah is there a thick a horse discord because I-, I might get into that one all right bye Thanks, everyone
0: don't worry about a thing except if all our world leaders are Maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul of strawberry fields forever. Don't worry about a thing, except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?